All I'm saying is I know unicorns have one horn, but do you think they fuck at like a horse or they fuck with a horn? I've never thought about this, but we got some we got some big news, man. You don't want to talk about that? What's gonna happen on February second, Dalton? The su- 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 Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. 49ers made it. NFC Championship game is done. Niners, baby. Chiefs heads are gone. They've gone home. So now all we got left is uh is the Chiefs and, and Patty McHolmes. Patty McHolmes. Patty McHolmes. That guy is amazing. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. I'm very nervous. Uh I think I cried a little bit at the end of the game when I saw Mike Shanahan give his son Kyle Shanahan. His name is Kyle Shanahan. Yes. Okay. So Mike feel- Shanahan is a future Hall of Fame head coach. Hey, can you let me? Who's the father let, of Kyle? Nobody knows who this is, and you didn't explain any of this. I was going. I was getting no, you there. Weren't. And then you, you, did, inter- you didn't know their names. You inter- I was. I was nervous <laughs> on the podcast, Matthew. There's a difference. 49ers, If any of you listen to this, congratulations. We'll talk about this in a second. David, roll the intro. I'm drum. I'm drummer. Alrighty, ho, ho, ho. Welcome back. It's not even Christmas. It's January. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Week number 12. Uh, Yeah, Dalton, so what was your favorite part of... What what part of the game did you get emotional about? Uh, Okay. Well, when Mike Shanahan... Who is? ...is Kyle Shanahan's father, and Kyle Shanahan is the head coach of the 49ers, and Jed York is the owner of the 49ers, correct? Yes. And they were going to hand the NFC championship. Mike Shanahan was going to hand the NFC championship to Jed York. Yep. But Jed York took a step back and was like, you know what? No, the co- he deserves this more and gave it to his son. Mike Shanahan gave it to his son as like a gift. And like, it was just like that moment of like, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Like, look what you accomplished your first three years of head coaching. You know, it's funny is that same moment I started to get choked up too. Cause I thought that was like super, super cool. But what's funny is dad, I hear him all drunk in the back. That's so cool. So it's funny that like all three of us like had at some point recognized that like father son moment as like, yeah. yo, that's sick. Like that's yeah. super, super that cool. That has to be so overwhelming. I'm surprised Kyle didn't cry. Cause I'd be bawling. Oh yeah. It'd be worse than like if I went had my own wedding. Like, I would like I know I bought my wedding, but this no, I'd be fucking crying. Yeah, 49ers in the Super Bowl, which is amazing considering the turnaround we've had. But um, I don't know. If also, you... they played the Packers, right? Yes, we played the Green Bay Packers. Dalton, do you ever feel a little bit of dread during that game about the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, did you just ever have to run to the bathroom because we were just slamming just... some cheese. Well, no, the remember that <laughs> time. Remember that cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Excited. Remember the time I came over and I played him. Before we recorded the podcast, and I like swept the oh, floor with him. Yes. Or oh, were you the Packers? I used the oh. Packers. You were the Packers. Uh huh. Oh fuck. See, that's I actually have a feeling where if, if you play a football game and like you do like Madden and you play the game that you're gonna play that week, it's gonna come out that way. Bro, I was just about to. Bring, are you guys superstitious at all? I don't know if we've covered superstitions. Oh my. Exactly. Do you really want to get into that? Yes. You are, or yes, you want to get into it? Both. Okay, cool. Okay, because we have some crazy 49er superstitions. We do. So here's, I'll just give you just a rundown. So I've gotten a few different like 49er things for Christmas, and they're not allowed in the living room yet. They're not allowed to be anywhere near the living room because we don't know if we can trust those items yet to be in the living room (laughs) when we watch the games. So right now, we have a football, but the football has to be covered by the 49er towel until game day. Mm Mm-hmm. We have a 49er flag that we put up in the beginning of the playoffs that Mitch got us, but we only put that up on game day because we don't want it to get old or yeah. weird. And yeah, we stuff. hang it up on game day. <clears throat> I've worn the same Patrick Willis jersey ever since I got it. Every football game, doesn't matter what, and I've never washed it. I haven't washed my jersey either. I wash it once. I wash it once the season is over. No, I, I've never washed it once. And then I have a 49er necklace from New Orleans that I got, and I, my dad got one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad still works; he's like his is all connected, but mine isn't connected anymore. I broke it off when I was cheering, but every time before a game, we had to cling our little Niner medallions together, and that's when we know the game's about to start. So we do it like when the kickoff happens. My dad has to sit uh, at the end of the couch; I have to sit in the middle of the couch, and Matthew has to sit on an office chair. On the office chair, or I pace back and forth like behind the couch. Yeah, he and can, then yeah. And we ha- we've actually always done this. We've always had footballs in the house, and there's always been a game day football. And so 
will give the football to somebody, uh. and the second things start going wrong, whoever's holding the football has to give it to somebody else. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because like we won't even say anything. Like, some I'll be holding the football, and something will happen, or a fumble, an interception. Like, it'll be a couple, a string of bad things, and I'll just give it to my dad. I'll be like, take this, get it, get it away from me. Yeah. Or, or my dad will be like, give me that thing. <laughs> yeah. And if the football drops, it's even worse. Yeah. And so we would play catch with the football, but it's like a high risk, high reward situation because if it hits the floor we like tarnished it so we have to pick it up and then luckily Dalton and I found a way to cleanse it and the way we do that is we take the football and we do it in a figure eight between our legs and we like go around our body I can't remember and then we shimmy a lot yeah we shimmy a lot we got to shake it off shake off the bad juju yeah it takes a while it's like it's about like a 30 second dance but I mean it works and then ever since then I bought a brand new 49er ball for this season and we put it on the stand in the middle of our little mantle and none of us decided to touch for any of the games. It's just sat there and now we're going to the Super Bowl. So I don't know if we're going to be playing with the footballs anymore. Yeah, we're probably just going to leave it. We might just leave it there just because it needs it just needs its rest. But other than like football, are you superstitious about anything else? Um, yeah, it has to give me like something. Like, I can't think of it on top of my head, but I'm very superstitious on a lot of shit. Because for me, it's really just it's really just football. Like it's really just the, the football game. I'm really not that superstitious about a lot like i'm not lying when i say like i will hold my pee if we're doing really really well and then the second something goes wrong i'll be like okay it's time for me to to go to the restroom you uh uh you said when you're talking about dropping it all i could think of was bring it on and the spirit stick and cheerleading there's like a spirit stick that you pass around i don't think you play with it like that but like if it falls it's like the worst luck yeah wait so you've never had like like say you're going for a lift and say you walk up right foot first right foot plant and then left foot plant and it's like the easiest lift you've ever had you won't make sure okay i gotta do that every time no i just make sure like i have like a ritual i guess but if something and there is a moment where if i go up to the bar and something feels off i'll notice it like i'll recognize it but i get to a point where i just have to tell myself like now's not the time to think about it just give it your best like your best is enough right now just go and then i you know it, it it is what it is at that point but no not on game day i don't have like a ritual the only like ritual type i mean uh superstition that i have on game day is really just like i just listen to g easy all day like that's that i don't know why i don't know if he's just a cocky son of a bitch and that like gets me pumped uh but his music just gets me amped so i just i just listen to it well you know he's from the bay right yes i do know that he talks about that quite a bit oh he is wait 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 let's go back to this whole unicorn thing okay see i was thinking about this earlier today and matt does not care yeah matt doesn't care about this but this is a real i'm really curious like you gotta think about this for a second do unicorns have sex with their horns or unicorns do they don't exist <laughs> but if they did see this is why matt's not a fiction kind of guy yeah yeah he's really not how do you feel about fiction matthew uh, i enjoy it but there has to be some level like i just so like a question like that how do unicorns have sex it could literally be anything they could like detach their arm and use it or detach their limb and let the other unicorn use it as a dildo and then have sex that way okay well let's be practical that, with I was fiction. Say, you want to be practical about a unicorn matt matt the the thing about this is that no matter what it is it all follows some kind of logic yeah so if we're talking about unicorns the logical path is that if they're going to have sex in a different way, it's going to be because they have a horn. Because why Why would they have it there? Why do rhinos have a horn on their nose? Well, Matt, that's to protect themselves. <laughs> the unicorn can't do the same thing. They're magical. They don't get, really get attacked They're magical, much. so they can't. So They're you're not in anybody's food chain. That the way that this magical being that's so different is going to have sex, it has to follow the same laws that it constantly defies. Naturally. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. You went a different way. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that like you're you're telling me that this unicorn, when it comes to sexual reproduction, has to follow these like <laughs> <laughs> these laws, right? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying it there, could have sex has... like a normal horse. That's fine too. Yeah, but I'm you're, not gonna be you, against you've it. introduced detached limbs. Like why the where, fuck? Where was the step from? You know, it's a logical step to assume if it's different because it has a horn. Then yeah. the different way it has sex includes that horn, whereas really you just you were just using is you're going on a completely different path. Yeah, I'm trying to show how ridiculous it is to think that just that, because it has some other characteristic about it that it has to have sex any other way. It doesn't have to use the horn. It probably has sex like a nothing like a normal animal. But does it really shit rainbows? <laughs> <laughs> like these are things I need to know. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't. Anyways, know. 
Do you know the difference between fiction and nonfiction, Matthew? I always, this is how I remember it, and that's why I asked, is usually when it comes up, I have to just remind myself that it's the opposite of whatever I initially think it is. Okay, because fiction's always, like, that's always been a question of mine. Like, wait, is fiction fake or real? Is nonfiction fake or real? That's actually a good way to remember it. Fiction, fake, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way. Because I'm always like, oh, nonfiction would mean not real. But because I want to exactly initially I think that, yeah. I, it's actually the other way around. Exactly. No, okay. So I like fiction. Like, I do. Like, I've read all the Harry Potters. Uh, I feel like I'm going to piss people off. <laughs> like, but I've also read all the, the, I've read some Lord of the Rings. I've read the you first one. read The one. Hobbit. No, I read the, the Hobbit and the first one. The Silmarillion? What? You read The Silmarillion. No, The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, that's not the first one. The first one's The Silmarillion. The second one's The Hobbit. Jesus Christ. Okay, regardless, I read one of the fiction books of Lord of the Rings. And I've read, like, a lot of Stephen King's books. While that has a lot, they're not necessarily, like, your, like, fantasy, but, like, you know, I mean, they're not real. So, yeah, they're fiction. Yes. So I've read those, but I just wouldn't choose to I wouldn't wake up one day and be like, man, that's what I want to read, you know, because like that's so, it, it, like, it interests me. Like, it's cool. Like, I like the the way that it's written, but I just it doesn't You're I don't not, get anything out of it. Well, that's what because what I was going for was like outlets. I don't know how to say I don't know how to say it, but like you're not as artistically outlet minded as like the two of us. Like the way we get our outlets, you are because like you make music and, and mm -hmm. you do poetry and you do yeah. stuff like that. As of recently, not as much. I mean, I don't know. You could be and just not be telling anyone. No, he doesn't. Um, but you kind of focus like the books you're all reading are about getting ahead and, and, and learning how to set up your life and be the best you can in life. Mm -hmm. Whereas Dalton and I will focus more on like escapism and like yeah. finding so, stories and something else. So it, it's funny because so there was a and I never put this together until you brought until Dalton brought this up to our friend Heather. Uh, we were at a CrossFit competition at the beach and Heather's boyfriend, JP, he had these um, like these numbers that were it was like a temporary tattoo that you put on the arm. And so something happened and I grabbed one of the tattoos and I went to go put it on. I have always had temporary tattoos put on me. Granted, it's been like three in my entire life because I don't like, you know, things on my skin. So I, I went and I was like, oh, how do you do this? And they kind of made fun of me for not putting, knowing how to put on temporary tattoos. So Heather teaches me and she basically tells me, oh, you get this, you wet it, you put it against his arm, you dap it and then you pull it off and, and the numbers will stay. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I take it, I put it on his arm. I, I you know, make it all wet and stuff. And then I go to pull it off, but I never took the back plastic off. So the numbers just stuck to the plastic. So JP just had to get like, you know, the numbers written on his arm. So I don't know if it was at the beach or like later on at the gym, but she went and told Dalton. She's like, yeah, Matt did not do temporary tattoos. And Dalton goes, oh, that's because Matt didn't have a childhood. And <laughs> wait a minute. But, but she starts laughing. And then you told her, you were like, yeah, when all the cousins would be outside playing, Matt would go outside for a while. But then, at, like, you know, I like he'd be there for 10, 15 minutes, but then he would go inside and sit down with all the aunts and uncles and he would just talk to them and ask them questions. And I had never even put that together. Like, I what I realized was if we weren't playing football or some type of sport, if you guys wanted to play pretend, I wasn't interested. Uh, yeah. Like, think about it. I would go yeah. and I would sit down. I would ask Aunt Vicky or Uncle Alex or um, Aunt Penny. I would just ask them questions because I've always been so curious about, like, what makes people tick and why do you do the things you do? And I had these like really, really just outrageous and grand like macro view questions about the world. And I've always just wanted to know more about that. Mm -hmm. I don't care how unicorns have sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I like playing pretend it always ended up being Aubrey magically creating a force field around herself that I wasn't allowed to get through. And as for Dalton, he'd be like, oh no, I just drank this elixir that allows me to go through and he'd find a way around it. But for me, I, I would be like, no, like, that, that's dumb <laughs> like you're one you're not allowed to make up rules two i can touch you there's no force field you know so that's just how my brain works and so it's interesting to like i didn't even think about the whole movie situation because like i don't watch movies yeah you know uh, i'm trying to get better because like it's pop culture and it's definitely something that our generation has well because that's because that's the difference is like you have a real tough time watching movies how many documentaries have you watched oh so many exactly yeah, yeah. and that's because that's non-fiction it's no matter even if it's a story, it's in pursuit of learning about how the world works. 
yeah. and how the grounded world works rather than the pursuits of imagination or something like that. Yeah. And so it's not that I don't like fiction. Like I, I do. It takes me a while to get into it. It definitely takes me a lot longer. And funny enough, I was listening to a podcast today about like copywriting and the guy that um, was being interviewed, like the master copywriter, he was talking about how he gets all of his ideas from these escapism outlets like you guys you know put it and for me i've always admired people that are able to see things in the world and just take it and and be able to learn lessons from it and i think i can but i think it takes me personally a lot longer than if something's kind of laid out however i'm good at like for instance like if i read I've been reading a lot of like old successful like direct marketing ads and I've been able to see and understand why they're doing or saying the things that they're doing, why they're putting this word here, what they're going for when they put the social proof here as opposed to over there. But there's people out there that can read The Hobbit and be like, I understand how this applies to life and I'm just not one of those people. Because you like poetry a lot Mm -hmm. and that's probably one of the hardest forms of art that really says a lot about lessons and a lot about like mm -hmm. reflecting the state of the world so if uh, that's interesting that if that's not how you think yeah that you still love that kind of form. I, I don't know i have to be in the proper mindset because there's times where i like i haven't the last poem i wrote was probably a month or two ago but again it's it's more of i have to be in this certain like state like i have to be in this certain mind where i have to go to something and something just has to strike me as like and my brain will run it's like this oh, weird like I remember this what you would do this shit i mean it's not like a bad thing it's what? just it's your creative process which i can respect but i remember where like me and david we would make music and you would have chords right and we're like oh that's awesome like let me make some words and like we could like make a song for like the the chords that you put together and you would hate it because me and david would come come up with a song on the spot and you'd be like no like this is my like i gotta take my time with it i gotta let it come to me yeah. and you have like this whole process when me and david are like okay like this will go good with this oh these words like sound good oh this makes sense and then we kind of build it together as we go along yeah and you take your goddamn time i take a long time and i remember that. this because it would piss me off because i didn't know how to play guitar but i would hear you playing guitar in your other room and i'd be like this goes so good with the song that i just wrote and then i would come in and be like hey play it i want to sing the song for it but then you would get mad and you would tell me no because you are making the song for yourself and so you would take that feeling away from me okay well you know? uh, i'm sorry uh but no because like for me it was always something like when i would write a song the second somebody else would put something to it i would lose like i couldn't unthink that from my mind i couldn't untake that structure or the melody that got placed with it and so i knew the second i heard anything it was like that was it like it had to be that now i couldn't use that for anything else because it's forever going to be xyz right but and and for me it was just always like uh, it was always just a beautiful thing for me to have this process of how things came about. And it's really the only process that I have. Like I, I enjoy processes. And that was the one that like I actually like from the time that I learned how to play guitar, I started writing music with music, uh, writing my own songs with the chords that I knew on guitar from the time that I was, you know, I, I learned. And there became this process and it took a long time. But it was because like I didn't want to just throw shit on a piece of paper and add some rhyming words at the end. Like I wanted it to like mean something, you know, yeah, like that's what we did. You know, no, 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 no. That makes sense. No, because the smoothest times that we'd ever work together on a song would be me coming to you either with chords and lyrics or with just lyrics. Mm -hmm. But I had to come. I had to come with my contribution complete and then just go here you go matt and then he would go off and do his own thing and come to me pretty much with a finished thing there was a couple times where where we would kind of do 75 percent of the work yeah uh separately and then do the last 25 together mm -hmm. but like thinking the acceptance one really that one uh, a lot of those were just me coming to you with like hey i got these lyrics and i i don't know how to create melodies and shit like that i would just write all my thoughts out on a page and go matt do something with that and he would come up with these beautiful uh melodies and choruses and stuff like that it's just i it's how my head works you know I, I don't know and it's i hate to be like i wish i was more flexible when it came to that because i know it really just i mean i discouraged you obviously pissed me off but it it's but it's just like me. i i didn't know how to get get myself out of that you know like i in some weird way it had i had to be able to mull over and had to be able to like marinate in this process otherwise i just wasn't gonna be okay with it you know and i mean i don't know it's just 
how my head works. It's the same thing with poetry too. Like that, that's a little easier because there's like a flow to it. And even when I do speeches, like when I do speeches or I give a speech, like in presentations or um, you know, when I'm uh, when I worked for my dad, I'd have to go and for whatever reason for asphalt. I have to present to like a group of people. There's like this flow that comes through it, and there's this like beautiful arc in the pitch, and there's this, and it's like it's it is its own story, you know. And I know everybody out there's laughing, but like that's just really how I think about it, you know. There has to be a problem and then the write-up is you telling them that you know it's not your fault that you that this problem exists it's not your fault that you didn't know about it then the peak is this resolution that you're presenting and then all downhill and that's how i've always done my presentations even in high school you know and i've anytime there's a presentation i'm able to like do very well at it and then i think it's just that's just how i think about it i think of it as like a story no definitely it's like and that's why i say like it's not artistically a creative outlet like the way that we do but yes there's a story in every presentation, even like even if you don't know it, it, it comes with its all, you know, rising action, climax, uh, all that. It follows the same paths because that's what people respond to. And it's just with to a different end result. But it's crazy because I never thought about the fact that like, you know, when everybody was outside playing, I would go and ask just extremely difficult life questions to my aunts and uncles to see what they thought. Because like I wanted to I had my own thoughts on it and I just wanted to see if I was, you know, at that time, if I was right or wrong. And that's just kind of how it manifested itself. But no, I, I don't want to watch unicorns have sex, Dalton. Neither do I. Well, that's different than your creative process, right? That's, that's what you were just telling me before this. Yeah. But mine's fucking weird. Why? What? Give like, it to me. Okay. So when I'm really stressed out, it usually means... So my, my room is my brain. My bedroom is my brain. Okay. Okay. If my bedroom is dirty or it's messy or it's cluttered, it means my brain is messy and cluttered, cluttered. cluttered? And yes all the uh-huh. above right mm-hmm. so i didn't know it was interactive yeah me either <laughs> <laughs> i'm teaching you guys something about me okay <laughs> so usually when it comes to like my creative process and how i think and feeling more free my physical the things i use every day needs to be clean needs to be free needs to have room to think yeah so when my family was going through a lot of trouble like parent, our parents were having our issues and stuff and we were going through it and I was, you know, I was stressed out, uncomfortable and I just couldn't find myself. I ended up just throwing out everything I had in my room and going to the bare minimum of, you know, three pairs, two pairs of pants, uh, like six socks, six underwear, like five t-shirts, a jacket and that's it. Like I just lived like that for a year Yeah. and had that, I had a mattress and I had like, you know, the sheets and everything i had to match the sheets and i had a tv and the ps4 and that's it that's all i had mm-hmm. in my room and it was like empty and it had my mind feeling clear it had it made me it made it easier easier for me to know that okay if this is clear my mind's clear i can think and i can be open and i can be creative and i can do what i need to do and it helped me realize like okay you know this school isn't working for me maybe i should try art maybe i should go back to what i really like to do instead of trying to force myself to do something i don't want to do so it just helped me think better so right now i'm going to uh, and in a, a little bit of a situation where I feel like I'm losing my creativity and how I feel like I'm losing that is because my room is cluttered with things that I don't need and things that are, you know, just kind of just solely in the, in the back of my head. Like I don't want it anymore. And so I'm trying to get rid of it. And like, that's how I know that like, it's, I feel like it's getting in the way of me thinking about something else. Like what? Like are you talking like clothes or? I ha- I feel like I have too much clothes. I feel like I have, I, I like collecting like I like to collect like Star Wars stuff and yeah. DVDs and well, that's like my thing. So that doesn't bother me. It's just like the shit that doesn't make sense as to why I have it all. Like having a PC, I just don't need it. I don't really want it anymore. I just did it because it was like something I always wanted to do. And then once mm-hmm. I did it and I achieved it, I was kind of like, okay, that's it. So yeah. like I, I want to sell that. Like I want to get rid of it. There's just things that just got in the way. And now that I have like now that I'm, now that I'm working full time and I'm trying to you know pursue art, there's always something that's blocking it, and I have to get the distractions out. Yeah. Well, I th- I think part of the difference too is before when you were at the other place when you were a hustler, the job was was small enough that your brain was kind of stagnated while you were working. Yeah. That it was like ready to explode once you got out exactly. and that's why you had so much to do exactly. with art and you had so much to work with whereas here your mind is completely occupied the entire day yeah 
and you're mentally exhausting yourself because you have to take care of all these kids. Yeah. So by the time you get out of work, you don't even have that capacity to put your mind to work in other pursuits because it's just so drained. Yeah. And then there's like the, the times of like, you know, you know how like if you guys don't go to the gym, you guys start to feel weird, start to feel kind of like bummed out or you guys get like feel fat. Like things like that. I just, I just like feel like there's like this pent up energy that needs exactly. to be released. Exactly. Like there's something missing. Just masturbate. You'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> like there's always that thing where it's like when I wasn't, whenever I haven't worked out, I get depressed. Like mm-hmm. I just don't feel right. So like working out has to be a part of my routine somehow. But now that I get off at a certain time and I, ha- I don't have the mornings, I can't split up my time of drawing every day. I have to take something out, put something in. And so now I have to take my gym out and I want to draw for these five hours instead of being at the gym for these five hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm working out at the gym all the time, but I'm just being social, like doing that. But I got to learn how to separate and how to organize my life now to my new system. Yeah. And having having that process and feeling like I'm not making progress physically, but I'm making progress artistically are kind of colliding. And then having like just the clutter and the, the mess in my, in my head is making it more of a mess in my my room. Yeah. And so if I have to take things out to be able to put more things in. No, I it's it's funny you bring that up because I also like have like I've lived in, you know, a lot of different places in the past, you know, five, six years. And I had a hard time buying things because it was always like I didn't know where I was going to be living in the next year or two. Right. Yeah. So it was always like I wanted if you knew me any like at any time throughout the last four years, I've talked about how badly I wanted a new bed, like a bigger bed. I was tired of having to like bounce myself up to spin around, you know, like I want to just be able to roll over. Um, but I had a hard time doing that because I didn't know where I was going to be living, if the room was going to be big enough for a bed, because uh, having a desk and a place to, to write and to work is extremely important to me. And so I just didn't I didn't want to compensate for that. Right. So I also have a hard time kind of opposite of you where like. I have a hard time buying things. Like I need a bookshelf really, really bad for all of my books. But for whatever reason, there's this like mental blockage of me wanting me being able to buy that because it's kind of like I have a hard time setting roots because I haven't had a place to really call home, you know, for a while now. That's what happened to me, though. It's like I got home and that was was Jessica's house for me dad and matt lived there that was officially like okay i don't have to move again for like the next three years like i don't have to move for this whole year and then dad's gonna find a house like it's it's gonna work out so it was finally a place where i could settle and so then that's when i started buying more and getting more things and getting more things matthew's always had trouble buying things and i don't know like that's just like your thing you just like you save money you want to like keep everything together but i just i want to buy a sword i'm gonna fucking buy a sword (laughs) you know what i mean yeah that's just always how it's been but it's true that like i think our creative or feeling having our free moments of feeling like okay i can do what i want to do i can be what i want to be that like we have different blockages but it's similar in a way yeah i feel like blockage is a terrible word it's not a word (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it's not even a word yeah so that's always a fucker well you didn't buy a sword no But, but, but what did you get so um Happy birthday to me. Oh, yeah. Hey, hi, happy birthday, man. This is my birthday podcast. This is birthday week. I <laughs> uh, had a pretty good birthday weekend, I would say. David and Rachel spoiled me with some some snowy events. We did some snow tubing, which was really fun. Um, I got to throw Jessica into a crowd of people and watch her flip and that was so funny. Yeah. They oh, bro, I they went her. down together and Dalton just kind of dragged her, her down the hill. Yeah. So I would jump first and I would turn and grab hers and throw her down <laughs> and then she would just fly. And she there, was going fast. And there was like a bunch of parties that were like doing the thing where they all hold each other's hands and stuff and they yeah. go down as a group of five. One had just done that and Dalton went right after them and the way they were spinning, Jess was going to run right into him she smacked straight in and dalton Dude, just she flew got, dalton just rolled off on his own. <laughs> yeah. i mean i hit one of them and i rolled and I landed in the snow but jessica hit the back of like one of the guys is like little uh what do they call them the tubes the tubes yeah and she flew like in the air rolled a bunch of times and landed on them uh, it was so funny did you uh did that remind you of any other snow incidents that you had uh yeah yeah it did did you tell them? I don't think I've told you yet. No. So the first time I ever went like into the snow, maybe the second time. I don't, I don't remember when, but I went with my Uncle Alex and my Aunt Vicky. What time are you talking about? I'm talking about the time with Dad. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the time with Uncle Alex. Okay, well, you start with that and I'll end with mine. All right. So <laughs> the one I did was with my Uncle Alex and my Aunt Vicky and my cousins. We all went to, I don't know, 
Mount Baldy. Mount Baldy. And we were going down these hills, and my uncle Alex was got me up on this hill, and he had me sit on the little board thing. He's like, "All right, you ready?" And I was like, "Yeah." So he pushed me down, and I'm going down. I'm having a great time, and I start going at an angle more to the left. And there's this kid, little baby, with their dad, and they're having a great time. But I'm fucking flying, and I don't know how to turn. And I can't. So I'm going to run straight into these fuckers. So I'm going down as fast as I can. And I'm like, oh, oh. And they're like, what the hell? And I hit them. <laughs> and I flip. And I start rolling down the hill. And I land. And I'm like, I'm like, like in shock. Like I'm only like eight or nine. Like I'm just, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And the dad gets pissed and like gets up with this kid and starts yelling at me. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Uncle Alex runs down there. And he's like, oh, no, no, that was my bad. That was my fault. Like, don't worry about it. And I was, like, totally scared. But that's yeah. the one thing I remember is, like, when Jess ran to that person, like, they didn't get mad. But it was just, it was, it's pretty funny to think about, you yeah. know? Yeah. What was your story? So there was one time that me, my dad, my mom, my brother, we went up to the snow. And my mom had just gotten a brand new camera. And it was, like, her first time getting a DSLR. <laughs> So she was all excited. And so we had these long, like, little sled boards for all the times that we went to the snow. (laughs) Um, And so they had these cool dragons on it. Dalton's was green. Mine was blue. So we go, and we get to this spot where you just kind of pull over and park on the side. Uh Huh? It's a green dragon. It's a red dragon. Mine was, no, mine was blue and red. Yeah, it was blue background red dragon. So so we, we pull over, we get out, and we take everything out. And so we're going, and Dalton is just, like, ears back fucking daredevil just wants to go off all the hills i'm all cautious i don't want to break a limb yeah so i um you know i'm going with my mom we're going down these like little hills or whatever and like we're having a good time so all of a sudden dalton tells my dad something along the lines of dad i want to go down that hill and it's really really it's not big but it's steep and so my dad goes okay buddy you go you go down and then i'll be here to catch you just make sure you kind of lean this way to try and turn (laughs) so my (laughs) My dad in his, all of his brilliance is <laughs> in his tennis shoes on like ice, like on like snow and ice, right? Dalton goes, and I'll never forget, it's by a tree. He kind of does what I think he probably did with you where he kind of just jumps and then just, you know, at some point hits like the little pipe. So he jumps and he hits it and he comes flying, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you know when, uh, like, in movies, when somebody has to catch something, they, like, start, like, wiggling their fingers and kind of, like, you can tell they're kind of nervous? So my dad's doing that because Dalton is fucking flying. He's having the greatest time of his life. And my dad, <laughs> it, you can see it all over his face. He's like, oh, shit, I'm about to get laid out. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so Dalton comes, flies in. My dad goes to grab him. Dalton hits my dad's legs. My dad falls, smacks his head on the fucking ice. But, you know, my dad, like, hit Dalton off course because it was kind of like a steep drop after that. Hits Dalton off course. Dalton, like, hits this, you know, tree or or, uh, not a tree. It's like a wall of snow and falls off. Everybody, like, you heard my dad's head hit the ice. Everybody that was around goes, oh, shit. And my dad gets up. You can see he's, like, seeing stars. And he's, like, looking for his son. Dalton's all excited. He's like, I want to do it again. <laughs> my oh, dad's man. like, no, no. And everybody's, like, checking on my dad. Are you okay? Are you okay? Remember the pictures that we had of you throwing With the, the snow? ice block uh-huh. at dad's head? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this picture of uh, there's this tree stump. You kind of had to go up this hill a little bit, and there's a tree stump. And so, you know, we take a family picture there, and then my mom goes, okay, boys, you take a picture with your dad. So my dad's standing there, and I see my mom, and my mom uh, really likes sport mode, so she wanted us to, like, do something. So I see what I think is, I'm like, whoa, that's a big piece of snow, right? I'm like, that's a big snowball. (laughs) Whoa, this is also a hard piece of snow. (laughs) So I hear my mom say, okay, on three, I'm going to take a bunch, so just, like, move. She goes, one, two, Three. She starts snapping the photos. I pick up this like very solid piece of snow, and I throw it at my dad. So you see, the pictures are a sequence of me grabbing and throwing the ice block. <laughs> you see it go in between me and my dad. You see me start laughing. You see it hit my dad, and then you the picture from it making impact with my dad. 
to the next picture is my dad like three feet in the snow because it hit him and he sunk straight down. <laughs> and so now like the, the stump or whatever is right in front of him. He's like, you can barely see his head over. Like you just see like chin up. <laughs> I remember we got in the car. Is after that, that was like game over. Like, that was, like we're done. Like, <laughs> my let's dad go. was so mad. And like, I mean, it was at the end of the trip, so it was fine. But we got in the car and my dad's hole like from the knee down was just so. Yeah, it was soaked. And I was like, Dad, I'm pretty sure Dad thought he was going to lose his toes because <laughs> I'd never had the car that hot before. I can't feel my toes, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Shit was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, those are fucking funny-ass pictures. Yeah. So, um, okay, so you got yeah. the, the cabin trip. Yeah, we had we, we had, had a the, really great time. Uh, We watched The Peanut Butter Falcon, which has which is a sweet enough story, and it's like a, a, an endearing enough story, but I forgot that there's a whole subplot about Shia LaBeouf and his brother. Uh-huh. Bro, don't what? fucking watch it. <laughs> I forget that the two of you have this thing about any movie I can't that has watch brother movies. It fucks me up. Like uh, Warrior, the it's a UFC movie, and it's about two brothers that yep. you know go two separate ways, and at the very, very end, they end up fighting each other. And at one point, the older brother uh, has the younger brother in this like arm lock, and they need a win for whatever reason. I don't know. I can't remember why. But he's like yelling at his younger brother. He's like, Tap out, tap out. And the younger brother's a fucking stubborn ass piece of shit. And it's like, he's just refusing to. So he breaks his brother's arm. And every time at that break, dude, I fucking cry. Like, I'm like, when we watched it together, I remember crying and looking at Dalton. And I'm like, if you. If we ever end up in that exact situation, <laughs> you fucking tap out. <laughs> Don't even have like, no, fuck you. I'm not fucking tapping out. Yeah, there's always something about watching movies with brothers that, like, for some reason, we have a weird connection with. Mm-hmm. And, like, when there's something sad that happens, it doesn't have to be much. It doesn't take much. But if it's, like, slightly sad or, like, fuck, what if Matt did that to me? Uh-huh. That motherfucker. <laughs> I swear to God. No, he wouldn't. What if he left me right there? Like, there's that new movie coming out. It's, like, the army movie about the brother who gets the orders that he needs to go stop this bombing or something. Oh, yeah, 1917. Yeah, I, I was I was at the movies with Monique. and Did you watch that? No, no, no. It was a preview. And I remember oh. seeing that and being like, man, I would fucking make it. Like, I would... There's no way in hell anything would stop me from getting there to make sure, like, Dalton was good. Yeah, those movies fucked me up. But uh, we... We did that. We had that. We watched the movie. Your dinner. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it was a great time. Like, David and Rachel are so much fun. We got there Friday night, had a great time, realized, like, the house is very fucking cold, but super fucking nice. We woke up in the morning. I woke up at 6 a.m., and I was, like, waiting because nobody was awake. You did that thing where you spend the night at a friend's house, and you wake <laughs> up early, so you just, like, sit there and stare at them, waiting for them to, I to wanted wake up. to. <laughs> But the thing was, it's like I, w- I went to the bathroom because I was like my poop time. So I went 6 a.m., did my poop time, came out at 6.30, and I was like walking around. And I was like, okay. I went outside. I took some pictures of the cold in my boxers, and I was like, okay, this is nice. And then I walked back inside, and I was like trying to wake Jessica up, but she don't. She, she's like, go wake up David. And I was like, <laughs> I was like no, he's with, he's with his girlfriend. And so like I just like sat in the, sat in the living room for a few minutes. And it was like too quiet. And then I went back and laid down with Jessica and like watched some YouTube videos. And then she got mad because I was moving too much. And I was like, well, this <laughs> fucking sucks. So then I, I eventually like slowly go back to sleep at like what? 830. 830 or 845. Because the second he falls asleep is you when wake I up. wake up. Yep. Yeah. And like I, I wake up at like nine o'clock and I walk outside and Rachel was like slowly waking up, like all walking in pajamas, like rubbing her eyes. Like, hey. And then I look <laughs> and David's reading a book outside. And I'm like, this motherfucker, like he's, he's awake. So I run out there and I open the door and I look at David. I'm like, David, he goes, what? And I was like, are you reading out here? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I look at his book. This motherfucker's like halfway through the book. It's the biggest book I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He probably started it that morning too. He reads so fast. He speed reads. Dude, I can't even read that He fast. speed reads and he has a photographic memory. There's like, how, why? Like, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to read this book. And I was like, are you going to read it like in a day and a half? Because we're not spending that much time here. He's like, no, just like, when I'm like, you know, I'll probably get halfway through it. And I'm like, that would bother me. Like if I was halfway through a book and then I didn't finish it. Like, how are you not like pissed off right now about that? It's pretty, it's a pretty good book. Did, too. Have, you, have you finished the book? No, no. No, it was it was a book that was at the, uh, was at the house at the. Oh no no no! no, no. It's Airbnb. my book. I brought it. You brought that book? Yeah. Oh. Well, David, you can't tell me that because you were looking at all the books that they had in there. Yeah, I thought it was one of those books. books. That was cool. We did a whole snow thing. We went out to the village. We got- we went to late lunch, and Dalton almost made it. Yeah. Dalton would have made it through the whole almost. lunch had he oh, not shit. decided. 
that he wanted pastrami right, look, fries. I wanted to enjoy myself. <laughs> And I was like, hey, they have these pastrami fries, but instead of cheese on it, it's egg yolks. So you just spread the egg yolk on it, and then you have pastrami and fries. Bro, it was so good. It sounds delicious. It was so fucking good. And I noticed, I was like, the pastrami looks a little greasy. <laughs> um, and like, I was like, ah, it's fine. You didn't like take some time, a couple seconds, to just dap up some of that grease with a napkin? Dude. That probably would have saved you. That might have. <laughs> but I like ate it we were having a great time i didn't take too many bites like, i was taking my time with it and then the food came and i ate half of my steak sandwich mm-hmm. and i was like here we go <laughs> it's, it's time it's time <laughs> and so i was in the bathroom once twice i got back they're already paying for the check and we walk out and i'm like david i'm sorry man i know we wanted to go get more alcohol but you need to take me home <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna shit my pants. And so David was David and Rachel were understanding enough to take me home. They know I have irritable bowel syndrome and they and take then care of me. All three of us did the duty dance around the bathroom for like five minutes. Yeah, we so the Bashami thing hit hit all of us. A all, bit. Okay, so you weren't alone. Yeah, it, just so hit you it was just I, I by the time we got there, I was just happy to be by a bathroom, so I was relaxed a little bit more. Okay, so I was able to and just, then eat every one of us just kinda went it was one bathroom, so it was like So it's like was it like the time I took you to get milkshakes? When we lived at the apartment. Oh, dude. You remember that? <laughs> that was worse. That was so much so, worse. During finals week, so my comfort food tends to be, uh, it's a double Western bacon cheeseburger Western. from Carl's Jr. But during finals week, or whenever I get stressed, I always crave a milkshake. So when I lived in La Mirada, when I lived at the Waffle House, I would always go to my buddy Scott. Like Scott Rob, bro, you want some fruity pebbles? And we would always go get some type of like we'd we'd leave for fruity pebbles, come back with milkshakes. That's that's always how it was. So Dalton and I were Dalton and I were at <laughs> living in an apartment together, and I tell him like, bro, you want to go get milkshakes? And for what usually Dalton's good. Usually he'll say no and he'll like go about. But for whatever reason, I was having a day. He was about it. He's like, you know what? Yeah, let's go. So we go to Burger King and we get these limited. Are you using air quotes here? Limited edition. Yeah. Uh, it's basically like. You know, they have a Fruity Pebbles milkshake. I'm like, hell yeah. So we get them. We're drinking it on the way home. We're having a great time. We're talking, having a good, like, brother bonding. It was a great day. So we get back. Dalton's playing video games. I'm watching and, you know, kind of studying. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yep, there it is. All right, time to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. And there was this thing. And it, it just doesn't just happen. It happened every morning. You became classically conditioned. <laughs> yeah. Where it was Matthew Turner. <laughs> Bro, it was- so our, we had one bathroom in our apartment. <laughs> and whenever Matthew, for some fucking reason, would turn on the shower head, it would uh, instantly make me want to shit my pants. <laughs> so, I would, so Matthew would turn on the shower head and I'd be like, Matt. <laughs> Wait, that we got to a point where... Matthew would be taking a shower care. and he didn't care and I'd be taking a shit while he was showering. <laughs> because because it was like I wouldn't be able to leave my house on time. Right? So I would I'd be like, all right, just go. Like so I'd be showering out of here and be like what do you got going on today? I'm like, I'm not talking to you while you're taking the shit. <laughs> Matt, I need company. <laughs> they just fucking talk to me. So this was funnier though. So so back to the story, this didn't have anything to do with the shower. Yeah. So I'm in the bathroom and I'm going and all of a sudden Dalton goes Matt Matt we gotta switch right now we gotta switch right now so Dalton and I spent like two hours literally yeah. alternating every like, 15 turns minutes, on the night, toilet every five minutes we'd be shitting and be like switch 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 so we'd be like okay go go so we switch and then you know we'd always flush each time we wouldn't like share We're not heathens. but like like at the same time the one nice thing about taking a shit is like having the same butt warmth on the seat so it wasn't too cold. You know what I mean? That That's was always, disgusting. That was nice. I, I never even warmth. thought about that. The butt warmth is something that helps you kind of, you know, you don't have to worry about being, having your cold, having your butt be cold because it's already warm. By Low key else though. I, Why I, does that make you like squeeze clothes? It tenses everything up. Yeah. yeah Low key though. Cold. I do want like uh, a toilet seat warmer. It, it would help a lot. I'd be sick. I also really want a squatty potty. I've asked for it for Christmas for like three years now, and I refuse to buy but it for myself. Have, like I don't know. Like you, I mean, you have a lot of meat, so maybe you'll be easier. But like me, like what? I have like a, like <laughs> you have fat on your ass, like a meaty ass. I'm, I'm thick, bro. <laughs> You're thick. And I have like a bony ass. So like when I do that, like my bones like kind of sit on the seat a little bit more, and I can feel it, and it hurts. Mm. So the squatty potties don't work for me. It's a good, th- it's a good it's, thing Matt asked. Yeah, me. I was gonna say I'm asking the one. You don't have to use it. <laughs> it's just an option. 
So yeah, me and Matthew ended up switching the whole night for like almost two hours before everything calmed down. It was so annoying though because but like worth it because I'm the toilet was like it was so close to the shower like there was no room. No, it was, it was and that was so annoying because it'd be like, the I'd apartment be times were interesting times and it would just like turn it on. <gasps> Matt, I'm like fucking hold it, Dalton. Matt, I can't, I can't hold it. I'm like, oh god, open it. <laughs> Every time it was so dumb. God, that was the worst. How the hell did we get here? Because we did the duty dance. Oh yeah, we so ah duty dance. We did the duty dance, and we all took our shits. And this was Saturday night, so yeah. we started watching a movie. Uh, Rachel went to go take a nap, but then Rachel couldn't take a nap because Dave wasn't with her, so she came to take a nap on David. And we we're watching a movie, having being cute couples. And after the movie, I was like, I was wondering. It was it was like eight thirty, almost nine o'clock. Yeah, I meant to put the movie on for them, and then we were gonna go start cooking. But it's such a good movie. It was such so a good you movie. you guys just, just watched it? Yeah. and I No, kept, I let them because then they were able to watch Dracula. They went and started cooking after the movie. It was like 8.30. And I was like kind of worried. I was like, oh, my God. They'd be too tired to make me dinner. Like kind of selfish. <laughs> but I really want to try the Star Wars dinner. So finally, they made the dinner. And the the coolest moments were David and Rachel made like this whole background of where we were. So we're like we were in we we're on some planet and they had these two little Star Wars type names. Like they, one of them was a Mandalorian, the other one was some other type of being, and we all had to pick our own Star Wars names, okay. and we had Star Wars music playing. Hold on, no, no, you can't give me all this and not tell me the names. What are the names? I'm asking you, Dalton. Okay. All right. What was your name? Uh, it was Tyrek, but Ty for short. Oh my God. Okay. Tyrek was based off of uh, Lord Tyrannus. Okay. Thank you. I was really wondering where that came from. Okay, Jessica. What was Jess? I think what Jess was like, like. Shylan. Shylan. Shylan for Shia LaBeouf? Nope. Oh, no. No? Oh, I, I, thought... already, I already made this name. Oh, you, oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, and then um, Rachel. <sighs> I can't remember Rachel's. Rachel Serene. Serene. Have some respect. Uh, David. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember David's either. I don't know what David's was. Mine was Tor. Tora? Torek. Tarot. 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 And so we all had our different backstories. And Serene was the Mandalorian. It was just, it was super nerdy. And it was like, ah. it's made me so fucking happy. Cool. And plus we had Star Wars music playing. And the meal, we had Mandalorian stew and uh huddy slime pods huddy slime Ooh. pods so dalton got rachel for christmas dalton got rachel the star wars galaxy's edge cookbook yeah. which is like super cool we love star wars and she likes to cook and that's all fun and good but when dalton gave it to her he said happy uh merry christmas rachel here uh, here you go um this is what you need to make me yes <laughs> Cause I don't want to make it myself. And so, so gladly. those are the two things that you picked or you picked one of them. And then um, we went through and said, what does what can you eat? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it came out great. The food was fucking amazing. It, uh, it just, the way we did it just made me feel very happy. And then of course, like on top of that came my, my birthday present that just got for me, which is, which was, you know, um, a gift to Disneyland and to get uh, my own lightsaber and to we had we got to go to Oga's Cantina mm-hmm. and we got to just go on the Millennium Falcon ride and then it was just it was just fucking amazing. Okay. I, I know at Jessica has a video. We're not going to fucking post it because it's me crying half the time. Oh, it was yeah. just a really cool moment cool. that like it was with good people. I was with, you know, Star Wars fans, Star Wars fanatics with me and it was just at Everything just came together so nicely, and the gifts like came at their best time. And so it's just killed it as gifts. And then I saw like she had the thing where it was like you get to get your lightsaber, and here's all the people that contributed. Mm-hmm. And it was just a bunch of family and friends that like just it just made me feel real warm inside. Like okay, like I'm this is what it's like to be loved. You know, like this is really cool. So like really warmed my heart and stuff, and it was really fucking cool. So uh, yeah, maybe I cheered up a little, but you know we can forget about that. It was just really nice to have people that you know love you. And care for you, you know? So I cried a lot. Fuck. Okay, Jessica, you happy? <laughs> so we did all that. Got to see all the gifts. It was a lot of fun. Me and, da- me and David, and we all we all ended up just drinking and playing card games for us tonight. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Rachel slowly started getting a little more buzzed and was, for some reason, addicted to doing the dishes. What was up with that? Really? I don't know. But every two seconds that she had a little bit of spare time, but she didn't have a spare time. <laughs> she was just... I don't know what it was, but she just wanted to do the fucking dishes. So, but let me guess. So, like, you guys didn't just stop so she could get all the dishes done. 
No. 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 We're like, Rachel, we can do this tomorrow. We have plenty of time to do it tomorrow. She's, she's like, no, I need to do it now. And we're like, Rachel, you don't. <laughs> but you don't need to do it now. Like, we're all, like, just kind of spending bonding, having some spending family time together. But you're just fucking doing dishes. And so David kept trying to bring her over. And she'd be like, okay, I'm coming. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. And she would play a game. And then she would leave again. The minute <laughs> like, we were on somebody else's turn. And we're like, where the fuck is she going? And she was just stuck on it. And then Jess was, like, falling asleep the whole time. So... Now my favorite thing was he, when he came back and you told me this, Matt, what they got you. Oh, yeah. So continue on with the story. We ended up coming home around 11, 30, 12-ish. David dropped us back off at our house. And I was like, Dad, did you give my give my, my birthday gift yet? I was going to see if I get a little early. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, no. I'm like, all right. Well, okay, I'll <laughs> wait till Tuesday. Fine. I'm sorry. So then he goes, hey, pause the TV for a second. Pause the game. Pause the game. And I'm like, Dad, I'm playing online. I cannot pause the game. So... <laughs> I just had to quit it because I already knew I was going to get gifts. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. So I quit the game and I like, hey, is it paused? And I was like, dad, again, you can't (laughs) fucking pause it. So I go over there and he's like, he's like, all right, I really, Bubba, love you. And drops a box like just on the table. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right. So I start opening the box and one of my favorite TV shows that I would consider be better than Game of Thrones is called Vikings. Mm -hmm. And it's on the History Channel and it's fucking amazing so good and you have ragnar lothbrok and you have ivar you have bjorn bjorn which is bjorn uh, ironside which is the name of your future child my future child will be named bjorn ironside and your D character and my D character and so for those of you it, it's based off of it's literally the stories of the vikings it's um, just it's just about vikings and how they invaded england and france and why they did it just the the name of ragnar's sons were very prominent in history yeah and so it's just how they did it and, and so the their first interpretation of it the first like four seasons five seasons ragnar is like the main character like yeah. it follows him and everybody else is kind of like you know side characters yeah. this is the one show that does a really good job of making the side characters become so prominent that now there's other seasons that just focus on them right yeah so they did um, really well with so it. but ragnar has a has has an axe that I fell in love with and that Bjorn carries the axe now. And so I opened the box and it's a full size replica replica of the exact same axe that Ragnar carried. So it's like on screen replica, but it's like real, real steel, a real wood. Everything is, it's, it's all real. And I was like, it's heavy. It feels like an axe. It looks dope as shit. And it's, it's like, it could be used on screen. So it was awesome. It was so, fucking amazing. So funny to that is I was looking for a gift to get you and I wanted to get you a sword. Um, so I immediately looked up like, you know, Lord of the Rings swords and stuff like that. But everything I kept finding was foam. Like I couldn't find like an actual steel sword. So, you know, naturally I didn't want to, you know, get you a foam sword. And so I found, so I was going to like, I told mom about it. And I was like, hey, I'm probably going to get Dalton a sword. She's like, Matt. And I'm like, what? She goes, he wants to hang it over his bed. And for those of you that don't <laughs> live in California, we have earthquakes. And so I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know, like, that makes a lot of sense. That's So I'll get him something smaller. So I was actually, I found an axe, but I was about to buy it. because before dad and I talked and it was foam. So I was kind of irritated because I'm like, what the fuck? I'm just going to find buy this guy another knife. But then dad texted me. He goes, hey, I found uh, an axe. Like, you know, if you want to go in on it with me, like, let's do it. So I was like, okay, f- for sure. So when I saw the axe come out, that was the one that I didn't get because it was foam. So I looked at it and it looks so real that it looks fake. And I'm like, oh, damn. All right. Well, they like, I guess dad just went for the foam axe. Like, I guess it's cool because it's a replica, you know, it still looks super cool. And then Dalton goes, whoa, he taps the blade and it goes, Ding, ding, ding. And I'm like, uh-oh, that thing's real. <laughs> so Dawson gets <laughs> so excited. Okay, I get a boost of adrenaline. When I have something that I can kill people with, it gets me very excited. <laughs> he gets runs, me very excited. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I know. He runs into <laughs> our backyard. We have a young palm tree that's been doing very, very well. <laughs> and my dad and I are standing looking out our sliding glass door. That's my younger brother running out there like a madman sticking it into the grass. He takes it out and he swings it at one of the leaves and it cuts it. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, that's that. Next thing I know, Dalton puts both hands on the shaft of this freaking axe, swings as hard as he can, chops down the entire palm tree. <laughs> I'm talking this thing is probably like what? Like three feet? Yeah, it's a yeah. size. It's a good size. And I'm like, I thought the blade was dull. And my dad's like, it is. He's just swinging it really hard. <laughs> And so then all of a sudden Dalton finishes that tree, lets out a yell, 
turns around and is looking for other trees. And I, my dad goes, hey, 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 no more. And he's like, but dad, it's an axe. And then I look at my dad and I'm like, you know he fucked up, right? He goes, yeah, I know. Let's just get him inside before he ruins anything else. Looking going, okay. I am beyond Ironside. <laughs> Fight me. That was the best. It was so fucking awesome. So now next step is just to buy a shit ton of swords. I already found some I like. But man, it was fucking cool. <laughs> I love that gift. So, and then Matthew also got me the VR storm. What's it called? I got his tickets to go to the void, which is like a virtual reality experience in yeah. Anaheim. So you put on this. I'm assuming I've never gone. Have you gone? Yeah, that was one of my first dates. My first dates with Rachel. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you put on this like virtual reality headset, and it's like interactive, and you're in this giant room, and you kind of walk around and experience it. So they have a they have a Star Wars one that we're gonna go to because I think you'd like that. Yeah, I'm all into Star Wars. So then on uh, Martin Luther King Day, me and Jess went to Disneyland, and uh, first thing we did was go on the Millennium Falcon ride. We got to feel really immersed in the whole universe. They have they did really well with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They fucking killed it. It made me appreciate the movies that I hate. So that's that's a pretty big deal to be honest <laughs> so it was it was really cool i got to build my own lightsaber uh, i was completely spoiled by the the great friends and family that i have you know it, i couldn't be more blessed than what i was thank you to everybody it was fucking amazing i got to go on the brand new star wars ride the rise of the resistance something like that super fucking awesome probably the best ride i think i've ever been on super immersive it was a fucking star wars filled weekend and it was nothing that i couldn't have dropped to be any better it was awesome definitely blessed yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we were gone, but you still did stuff. How was Friday? Because it wasn't just his birthday this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, happy birthday to uh, to to John John Pokemon. John I mean, John. Yeah. I, we, Johnny boy. We're really bad at like we're talking like it's Wednesday and we probably should be talking like it's Friday because that's Ugh. when it comes out. Yeah. That's all right. So that's in like uh, a day and a half. So like the day that we released this, it was John's birthday. Yeah. So Friday was super fun. We ended up going to a bar called it's either hola are you sure because i want to say ole but uh it's a super super fun mexican restaurant slash bar and so we hung out there there's a, a good group of people a mixture of um mainly gym people um but then ross was there uh with his girlfriend fiance fiance, fiance. savannah was there so what, what do you guys do we, we just hung out we drank we talked we made john take a bunch of shots um ernesto bought candy shots for everybody and melissa would get upset <laughs> that john was getting shots so then we just part- made her participate in the shot and then she was fine yeah it was fun i, I hung out with mitch like it's, i think it's not the first time I've been out in public with Mitch, but like without Annalise. I was like, gonna say that's the first time that neither of you had your girlfriends there. Yeah, so you two are hanging out, and it was it was great. It was nothing changed. It was just like yeah. you know, whatever. So it was a lot of fun. John drank too much, but he like woke up the next day and he's like surprisingly wasn't hungover. Melissa showed up at the gym the next day and like halfway through the workout, she's like, "I think I'm still drunk." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, well, stay here till you're not." <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So um, I did that. On Friday, Saturday, nobody was around, so I made <laughs> I made a whole thing of cinnamon rolls, and I ate all of them no, you by yourself. By myself, there was two left in the. In the when you went to bed, I finished them. So that's why you don't want to really. Eat, that's why you don't want to eat the rest of Dalton's cake. I have no self control, so I like I'm like a I'm an all gas no break kind of person when it comes to everything. So it's like I'm super disciplined, but then when I'm not, I'm really not. And I'm having a hard time getting back to the discipline, like eating broccoli and all that good stuff. I mean, you have it in there. It's not, it's not like you're not doing it. You're doing I, it. I you're know. just doing it at different times. But the problem is that when I'm not doing it, I'm canceling out everything that I am doing. So you're just, snacking on cake. Well, and then this this you being able to do whatever you want is a pretty recent thing, right? Because when you were little, you couldn't you couldn't do as much because your mom and dad were so strict. Dalton, you know all of mom's like you know friends. Oh, friends. Yes. <laughs> You know that she, uh, they all think that she's was this super, super cool mom that was laid back because her son has tattoos and, uh, and, I and can cuss on a podcast, cuss on a podcast. And there, and you remember that the picture of us, uh, smoking the cigar, yeah. you know, she has it up in her office Yeah. and every time I go in there, like people will be, Oh, we really like that picture. And mom's like, yeah, my boys it was for my son's 18th birthday. Like they just went and got cigars and they smoked it together. Cause like, that's what they did. And I'm sitting there fuming smoke coming out of flame in my eyes because i'm like i got in so much fucking trouble for yeah, that yeah you got picture. yelled at for taking so, that picture i'll get to that but mom's the cool mom to all of her new friends and the way i found this out was we went over to i was on my way back from san diego and i hadn't seen my mom in a while so i texted her because i was going to be driving through anaheim <laughs> 
And I was like, Mom, where are you at? And she's like, oh, I'm actually at my friend Kristen and Tim's. So I said, oh, awesome. Uh, do you mind if I stop by? I want to see. She goes, yeah, we're getting food. Do you want anything? I was like, honestly, uh, I, you're not going to finish your food, so I'll just eat whatever you get, right? So I go over, and we're there, and Kristen and Tim have this beautiful little girl named Alex. Alex is such freaking So cute. freaking cute. She's and so cute. She's like, what, like four, three or four? I go over. We're sitting down kind of talking in the, the living room, and Alex does something, and she gets scolded. And... Kristen, the wife, she looks at me and she goes, Matthew, I'm sorry you had to see that. And in my head, I'm like, so I'll see what? She's like, we're kind Tim and I are kind of strict. Like, I know how you guys were, like, your mom was so laid back while you guys were growing up. And I'm not joking. Mom's sitting across the room and Kristen says this. And I like, I'm like, what? And I look over at Kristen and I go, Who who is laid back? And Kristen goes, Your mom. Like, she tells us about all the things that you guys used to do. And I look over, I'm not lying, bro. Mom has her hands in her lap. She has her head down, and you see her biting her lip, and her face is all red. <laughs> She's like, fuck, I got caught. And, and I look at her, and I go, what did my mom tell you? <laughs> right? And she goes, yeah, just that you guys, like, you know, you got, she, like, lets you guys smoke, and she lets you guys do this and that. And I'm sitting there, and I'm hearing all this. And I'm like, oh, really? And I look at my mom, and my mom looks up at me, and mom tells me, she goes, Matthew, I have a reputation to uphold. And I'm like, well, it sucks that it wasn't the truth. <laughs> Kristen, I got some things to tell you. And so I let them, I told them like, you know, all the crazy stuff that. Well, now you got to tell us. Okay. So when Dalton turned 18, he wanted this picture or he wanted a tattoo. And so he came up with this whole idea. It's a skull with an eight ball in the eye. Very stereotypical 18 year old Fuck. tattoo. <laughs> But on his 18th birthday, like, you know, let's go do things that you weren't able to do before you were 18. Let's go buy a pack of Swishers. Let's go get lottery tickets. And, you know, like, just, that's it. That's really just about be it. be 18, right? bro. So I, I left work early and I was driving home. And I remember Brad Thompson, he bought me Swishers for my 18th birthday. I don't have an older brother. Like, you know, so he found out and he got it for me. So I remember driving. I pulled over. I got us some grape flavored Swishers. I went in the back and Jessica was over. And Dalton and I sat around our bonfire in the backyard. We smoked our swishers. We have this really, really cool picture with the smoke and, and all this stuff. Jessica took it. So I took the picture and I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to send this to my mom and my dad and be like, look, we're celebrating Dalton's 18th birthday. I get this fucking text from my mom. Matthew, how dare you? You are antagonizing me with this picture. But I got ripped a new one for making sure my brother had a solid good 18th birthday right so i'm sitting there and i'm literally reading this going like what the heck so my mom hated that picture i don't want to see it i don't want to see it i don't want to see it right now it's her fucking prized possession it's in her office and she uses that as like a i'm i was the cool mom i let my kids smoke no what the hell you she just cut up our fucking grapes yeah when we were little <laughs> she was so paranoid of choking. she would paranoid of us choking she would cut up our grapes so we could eat it um, grace. What else would she do? I don't know, bro. Uh, we can go on for hours. Dude. Like, granted, like, a lot of it is small shit, but, I mean, I was grounded for a lot of just uh, just random weird things. Grounded but, all the time because you did stupid shit. Yeah, but it's just, like, she, like, she's the cool mom to all of her friends. And I asked, I asked her when we left, like, yo, how many of your friends think that you were this, like, chill, laid-back person? And I'm like, because you know that's just because I decided to stop listening to you when I was 16. Like, I was going to get in trouble regardless. Like, I might as well do what I want. And she's like... No, well, just not that many. Just Kristen and Tim. Like, you're lying to me. It's all of them. There's some people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Mom. <laughs> all right. Well, we're nearing the end. We got time for one more story. And this one's been on our docket for, like, literally five or six weeks. So, so Dalton, can you tell him. us Can you tell us about the time that Jess did CrossFit before us? All right, guys. Jessica was the OG. Here's the most fucked up story you'll ever hear in your life. <laughs> you ready for this shit? All right, here I go. So, me and Jessica are about maybe a year into our relationship. According to her or according to you? According to me. Well, okay. We're, okay. If it's, that's if, gonna, it, if it's according to me, it's four years into our relationship. This is a story. That's going to make this podcast three hours long. <laughs> okay. You but guys were together. <laughs> I can explain that to you guys later on. So, we're a few years in and we're talking and stuff. And it was weird. And we're getting ready for prom that was coming up. And it was it was like every day around four o'clock, she'd be like, hey, um, I'm like, I'm going to like, I have, I have to go. I have to go. She didn't give me a reason. She said, I have to go. And so I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, that's okay. Like, bye. And so, you know, every day at four to like 530, if she would just be gone. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Like, are you studying? Are you like doing some type of 
like activity. Star testing is over. Like, you have nothing oh, to study for. Yeah, like what, <laughs> what's going on? And she would just she would never really give me an answer. She would always like kind of avoid the question, and it was starting to really piss me off. And I was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing from this time to this time every fucking day? And, you know, it should make more sense that she's not, there's like not really a reason why she'd be seeing another guy every day from this time to this time. <laughs> but it was getting to me and I was starting to get worried. And I was like, and like, yeah, I'm a pretty laid back boyfriend, but like I still can get jealous over time and so i'd be like hey like let's hang out after school today and she'd be like no i have to do this thing at four o'clock and i was like you can't fucking miss a day like what what the fuck are you doing and so and then she changed it to oh i'm getting tutored for something and i was like the (laughs) fuck are you getting tutored for you're smart as shit you got a's in all your classes what do you need and so three no i think it was like a month maybe a month and a half like it was whatever she had she is like hey i'm gonna be gone and i had it i was like no you're not going anywhere (laughs) i'm gonna call you and we're gonna fucking talk about it (laughs) so i called her and i was like jess and she's like what and i was like what are you doing are you fucking cheating on me like what's the deal if you're cheating on me let me know now because i am fucking done i'm over this shit like you gotta let me know now so i'm not gonna waste my fucking time she's like no 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 i'm not doing that i'm not doing that i'm not doing that and i was like what the fuck are you doing she's like i'm doing crossfit (laughs) (laughs) and i was like why the fuck are you not telling me that you're doing crossfit and she's like well i thought you would be like mad that i was like working out without you and i was like no why would i be mad why are you making me think that you're cheating on me instead of just fucking working out she's not making you do anything you just jump to this fucking conclusion okay matthew well when your girlfriend's gone from 4 to 5 30 every fucking day during the week it makes you think it makes you question some things okay and it made me question a lot of things and so she realized that, you know, maybe she could have been more honest with me and told me that she was working out and doing CrossFit when, like, she's like, well, I just, like, because I used to work out with her, but we would always, you know, she would get lazy on me and I would push her and she didn't like being pushed. So I would just leave her alone and we get in a fight and then I just end up working out alone again. So it was, like, never really worked out. So she started work doing CrossFit and she really liked it. But then she did so much CrossFit and she didn't know her nutrition very well back then. She lost so much weight. She lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And like she got fit, but she just lost weight. So when her prom dress came around or her prom time came around, she already had her prom dress before CrossFit. So her prom dress didn't fit her during prom. (laughs) And she she had the strapless like dress. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, her dress kept falling. And I told her, I was like, hey. I don't want you wearing strapless dresses anymore because <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. She was, I swear, like, I, I was like, your tit's going to pop out. Your tit's going to pop out. Your tit's going to pop out. The whole time she was dancing, she's like holding her dress up. And I'm like, what the fuck? This isn't fun. This isn't fun. What are you doing? This is a workout. This is CrossFit. <laughs> and I was like, all you had to do was just tell me you were doing CrossFit. And like, I'm not going to get fucking pissed. Like, yeah, I wish you would work out with me, but I understand. Like, we just do things differently. So she did CrossFit before me, Matthew, or any of us actually ever did CrossFit. So hold on. You said you said she learned to be a little more honest about communicating with you. Yeah. What did you learn? That she did CrossFit. That she did CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I fucking learned. I I I waited a month and a half before I was like I was like okay now now it's time to talk. I gave it time. I gave her questions. I asked her where she was every day. She kept avoiding. So I'm, that I'm glad you did nothing wrong in that. I didn't. I was just a curious boyfriend and a worried boyfriend. It's all your fault, Jessica. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Just what? what fuck you, man. <laughs> that riles me up so much. It was a crazy podcast. We covered a lot. Covered a lot. Unicorn sex. Creative outlets and Creative pursuits, outlets. birthdays. I didn't have a childhood. Poop stories. Poop story. What's this theory of ghost poops? I I don't know. Oh, ghost poops is this thing. Hold on, hold on. Is it is it something that's gonna lead us into like another hour? No, nah, it's pretty simple. It's All pretty right. like it's a lot simpler than you guys thinking. Okay. Okay. So a woman can only do ghost poops. So they poop in the amount of time where they pee. That's it. I thought you were gonna talk about your Queen Mary and that you thought that a ghost. <sighs> no, I'm not talking about that on this podcast. Why not? It's an embarrassing. It's literally the best story. Half the world. It's literally the best story you've ever told. Look, we'll save that for our anniversary episode. One year anniversary. One year anniversary. Oh, okay. I heard it here. What's gonna be my one year? Our one year anniversary is gonna be on our one year anniversary. No, 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 but what's my one year anniversary story gonna be? Um, you don't have anything really interesting that happens to you, so. (laughs) 
probably just be me because I'm like I'm the interesting one here. All right. If you made it this far to the podcast, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, no ads this week. Uh, this is just kind of this is the first time I've seen them. So we just kind of, you know, got carried away and started talking. But seriously, thank you guys so much. Go ahead and follow us on all of the social media platforms. Instagram, Twitter is usually where we communicate with at our, drum podcast. our people at Drum Podcast. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Hope everybody's having a great Friday because that's when you're going to be listening to it because that's when this <laughs> drops. Um, but yeah, anything you want to say, Dalton? Uh, I'm drummer. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, until next week, have a great time. I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Story time with Dalton. What's up, bitches? I know we've been having this thing going on where I talk after the episode. I just want to say, hey, y'all, I'm here. I'm not going to say a story, but I just want to let you guys know that I have been listening to my episodes, too. So thank you for listening. And Dalton, you're a good-looking motherfucker. Bye. You dumb bitch.